Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I'm a dad and you're a dad and we are lads and we all had kids. Love, Dad. Welcome to Love, Dad. This is a podcast where one rookie father and one grizzled veteran try and figure out how to be better dads. <laughs> My name is Jeff Ulrich. I run things here at Earwolf. And I had uh, a baby about three and a half months ago and decided that I would love to document the process of learning about how to be a dad, if nothing else, then to give my daughter something to laugh at me about 30 years from now. Uh, I am joined by my co-host, David Keckner, A.K.A. Grizzled Veteran. (laughs) I became a dad 13 years ago. Uh, We have five kids. Our oldest boy is 13. We have a daughter that is 10. We have twins. Boy-girl twins that are six, and we also have a little girl that's a year and a half. Eve, baby Eve. Baby Eve. So you have five kids, have five kids. over the span of 13 years. I'm gristled. You are uh, approaching 50 years old in yep. August. Yep. And uh, you and I met, well, not met, but we had started talking backstage at UCB when I was a brand new two-week-old father. Yep. Um, you have this generic reputation that precedes you as being a father within the comedy community, so I approached you. I have a generic reputation in comedy. It's like, eh, it's a bland guy, <laughs> you know, loud. Everyone's like, Dave's got five kids. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I approached you and I said, you know, what advice do you have for me? Uh, you gave me some advice that we right. can get into another time. Here's the thing, folks. I love giving advice. I think most guys do. If you ask a guy for advice, you're like, well, I'm suddenly an authority. I'm right, in here. And if you don't take the guy's advice, you're like, well, 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 luckily, you actually have good advice. That was good advice. It was something I read, uh, you know, Google will have a Google quotes of the day or something like that. And what I read that struck me was this. It was from Michelangelo or Michelangelo, depending on your arrogance uh (laughs) genius is eternal patience now when i first read that i thought oh my that applies to being a father right because it really takes a lot of patience right and i thought that's the only way i could really be the best dad i ever want to become it also applies to our careers in show business Mm -hmm. because you've got to be patient absolutely we, we want everything right away in hollywood nothing happens quickly no so, but it's certainly applicable to being a father Absolutely. and a husband, and a uh, and uh, someone who drives in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a great chat, and it got me thinking. And I, I, I emailed you and said, "Hey, would you be interested in joining me on this journey of trying to figure out how to be better at this thing?" A po- i.e., a podcast. And I thought about, I toyed with the idea, folks, of doing a podcast. And there's a lot out there, and there's a lot of great, great comics doing. And I thought, I don't know what I want to give voice to. And I thought, oh wow, that's great. Uh, I certainly love talking and talking about <laughs> being a dad. So why not? 
Well, and it's a we've talked about this. There's not a ton of information slash support for dads. There's a lot of stuff for moms. A community, fellas. A community, exactly. You know, we can go. Hey, me too. And I, I, I just love the idea of you and I kind of trying to discover things together, taking each other through the journey of being dads. And, and hopefully that will connect with, with people who are listening and can feel like they're not alone in the struggles of, of going through this. Right. And I, if I can give comfort to any uh, father or potential father out there, uh, it would be this. You're not going to do it right. No. <laughs> not every day, for sure. Not every day. I think, to me, the desire to do it right is the greatest one to have. Right. You're probably not going to get it right, but if you have the desire, at least you're ahead of the ship on the right direction. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I'm going to just quickly set up or our you show. you have headed the ship. I'm like, but my grammar, folks, you're going to have to really just forgive. That's lot. right. We, we will forgive it, Dave. All right. Thank you. So our general show is going to be uh, Dave giving a clean joke of the week that you can tell at the dinner table. Yep. Um, something that our society is greatly lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to accept voicemails and emails and maybe answer a few questions from you guys, our listeners. Uh, then we're going to get into the meat of the show, which is going to be a, a topic every week. Uh, it's probably going to be something that we've either pre-selected or maybe a challenge that we had during the week right. that we want to bring up and discuss yep. and, and talk about what we handled right about it, what we did wrong, um, and uh, maybe, figure it out. Maybe to anger people, I'll tell a cute story. Here's what my kid did. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, I hate that. And our website is going to be filled with pictures and videos of our children. Mm. Yeah, you can go there for that. Um, and then uh, we'll end the show with a, a tool or a tip of the week um, that hopefully will will get you 1% uh, better at being a dad. Can I ruin it further and go, we're going to give you an illumination. An illumination sounds way sexier <laughs> than a tip or a tool. And well, I just, uh, I'm trying to bother guys a little bit, too. Like, I hated the illumination. I, I'll use it, but I hate the word. We're going to try and keep this around 30 minutes because this is a show by dads for Come on, dads. Fellas, so you we have know time. how busy they are. You don't have time. Uh, and so, uh, and we're going to try and keep it clean with the language so that you can listen to this in mixed company. Try. try. We said try. Yes, we will do our best. Uh, so without further ado, why don't you set us up with our first clean joke of the week? Uh, the clean joke of the week. You can tell this at the dinner table and you can share it with other dads if you'd like to. Why was the math book so sad? Why was the math book so sad? Because it had too many problems. <laughs> Come on. That's good. We're even getting a smile out of Brett. I know. that was He, he really did not want to smile. Like, oh. <laughs> and it hurt his stomach a little bit. And I get it. He's sitting there thinking, why did I sign up to work for a comedy network? Yikes. Uh, so let's get into uh, the first kind of discussion point, which I think a great place to start is you and I just kind of sharing the the answer to why did we have kids? Right. Uh, it'll help people get to know where we're coming from and is a good jumping off point for wherever we want to go from there. So uh, I'm going to kick it off. Great. And and I'll talk about why I had had Arden, um, my daughter who's three and a month, three and a half months old. Uh, you know, my wife and I have been together now for five years. We were getting older. 
and we knew that we did want to start a family, but we really struggled with the, I think what a lot of people struggle with is when's the right time with our career? When are we going to be able to have a place of an apartment or a house that can support a family? And especially financially, how, how are we going to do this? Mm -hmm. Um, things are expensive in LA in general, but when I did the math on rent, yep. Insurance, including for the child, because mm -hmm. we have to pay for our, all of our own insurance. And food, it was $52,000 a year after tax. Money. That's just to run the house. That not e I mean, not That's no survival. internet, no TV. Yeah. Wow. No, no gas, no car, no phone. I'm talking those three things. Wow. Insurance, rent, and food. Wow. So that's like $75,000 pre-tax yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is, this is he's talking about Los Angeles, and it is very expensive to live out here. Yeah, and and insurance when you don't have a regular job yep. and you have to pay it's seventeen hundred dollars a month. A month for the three of us. I don't know, and how it's not anybody, good. I don't know anybody is anti uh, health care. You know, uh, call it Obamacare if you want, but it's called the Patient Protection Act. Yeah. So. I mean, affo affordable, right? What was it called the Affordable, affordable Patient Act? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, they're just trying to help you. I, it'll be interesting today to find out in a year if your insurance rates will go down when you're able to shop more. Well, and the thing, too, is it's not even just about the rates. It's about the coverage, mm -hmm. which even at $1,700 a month, our coverage is really poor. Criminal. And That's criminal. you get to a point where you even consider just doing the kind of catastrophic thing yeah. and then just saving the money yourself. But with you're a not child... Gonna, you're not going to save the money yourself. You're not going to... Well, I would. I, I okay, am very you would, but no one, no one is going to have a health care uh, savings account. That's just... You know, when they talk about... Savings accounts for you know your retirement, all that. People just don't do it. If you're not forced to, they don't give you the tax break. It just doesn't. Right. Most people are just surviving. Yeah. So you, so, you're, so you're, you're, you're looking you're, at you're all this what stuff. I call an anomaly. <clears throat> I am an anomaly. Right. So you're looking at this stuff. You're thinking about kids having kids. You're putting the figures to it because you're you're a business guy. Yes. Uh, most people don't approach it with as much logic and detail as you do. Probably not. Uh, you're a very analytical person. Yes. To a so. Or to an illumination. Uh, so, but it's good. You know what you're doing. It's good planning. Planning is a good thing. So you're putting the figures to it, saying, honey, can we do this? Now, you said, why do you have kids? First of all, when you were courting, as my dad would say, right. your, your now current spouse, your wife, did you guys talk, talk about having kids? We did. We did. And, and you both said, we want kids? We both said we want kids. And how big a family are you from? It's just me and my sister. Just the two of you? All right. And she has two sisters. But I come. Wait a minute, sir. Yes. Just you and your sister, and she has two Sorry, sisters. Sorry, my wife, Darlene, has two sisters. Oh, thank you. Yes. That part was left out. Sorry. All right. I'm a listener. I just want you to know I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. So you, you and your sister, and your wife has two siblings. Correct. As well. Yes. Oh, so she she's from a family of three. You're mm -hmm. from a family of two. I just want people to know that I'm very good at math. That's a total of fun. <laughs> All right. So you grew up with a sibling. So did your wife. And so did that add into your idea of whether or not you're going to have kids? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the family dynamic that we both come from was a little bit different, but it still led us to the same place mm -hmm. of we wanted to have to have a family. Then the question is when, and the question is how, and also, do we have one? Do we stop there? Do we have a second? Right. You know, that right. whole thing. You open up the can and worms the came can. out. So while you were dating, courting, you did discuss kids. I want kids. Do you want kids? Yes. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Now, here's the thing. The question you asked earlier, Why? 
I personally believe that there's some combination of a biological urge to procreate right. slash ego. There, you know, yes. you get into this. For me, anyways, you get into a place where you feel you feel like you can help out by raising a, a solid child, right? You know, and it's very, like I said, it's very egocentric. It's very, I can do this pretty good mm -hmm. compared to something, some people that I've seen, and I want to help the world be a better place, right? Um, I, you know, I know that sounds fairly crass. Well, but I will tell you, those are both the things I was thinking about. Uh, two reasons. One is ego. I want more of me. Right. And two is it's, I believe, uh, it's genetic. Right. I, we need the right. idea to propagate the species. Agreed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we agreed to do it and we were both getting older. Though right. is the thing, you know, right, right now I'll be 38 in six weeks. My wife will be 38 in two months. Uh, so all the we're both Virgos. If you're listening, we are folks, Virgos. So yes, that's that's it is what it is. We're deal analytical. With it. Yeah. Hey, deal. Did you hear it? <laughs> deal with it. But you know, you get to a point where you you just and everyone talks about this. There's never a good time to have a kid. Your your career is never going to feel like it's in the perfect place to support doing it. If you're yep. if you're a woman, yep. when do you take three months off? If you're a man, how do you have more time to spend at home? Right. Um, you're never going to have enough money, no matter where you live or what your situation is. You're never going to be younger and right. healthier. Right. Uh, so can I just can I just want to suggest this. That's that is the 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 majority of thinking. You're never going to have what you want. But the thing is, too, you can also have you have the freedom to think we're going to have as much as we want. Mm -hmm. This is a perfect time. Right. And because we usually think opposite of yeah. that. I don't know why, but people do. Now, there's never a right time. Yeah, there is. There is a right time. And the time is now. That's what the, I think of the decision you make. Right. So this is not a bad time. This is a great time. Right. And I just want to say this uh, while we're on this topic, yeah. if I might go off you for might. just a second uh, with all all the people having difficulty with pregnancy these days, I'm going to suggest to you, it's only in your head. Uh, what happens is, to, first of all, I want to say that I heard this years ago, and the adage has been true for me every time, babies bring money. Mm -hmm. And if you believe it, it happens. I swear to God, every time I had a, a baby, money came in the form of a job, not the lottery, stuff like that. But I always got a good job with each new child. It just happened mm -hmm. i in, in show business you know either you're on a series or you're not or you're always looking for work or work just keeps coming one way or the other you get a movie here there are you waiting for a movie you're waiting for a part every time i've had a child a job came sh quickly thereafter but with my last one i within two days i was in new york doing a stand-up special thing i mm -hmm. mean it just they it just always and then within three weeks of that i had another job so for me, the thing I love to believe is babies bring money. The other thing that people do right now, there's there's an immense business in uh, uh, fertility. And I believe it's this. People have this thinking of, I can't do it. It's not the right time. And so then they then they then when they do want to get pregnant, they can't get pregnant because their mind has convinced their body they can't do it. And listen, the body listens uh, to the instruction it's actually getting, which says, I'm not ready or I don't want one. And then people go through these expensive fertility uh, uh, treatments, and this happens time after time. They'll have a fertility treatment, they do all that, they have a baby, and then they get quickly pregnant thereafter. I've seen I've seen people adopt, and because they they tried for years to have a baby, they adopt, and then boom, they have another child right. naturally. Right. So I would say, folks, if you want it to happen, it's going to happen. Let it happen, and tell yourself it's going to happen. And any then you've got to find out whatever's blocking it, because you are.
I mean, unless there's a true physical thing that's going on, right. which is which is actual and that happens. Right. But a lot of times, there's really nothing in your way but your own true deep seated mental decision. Like, I don't really want a kid. Right. And so, so you guys decided you want to have kids, and you're saying it's partly because of ego and partly because of the genetic drive of the human, right. which is you need to propagate the species. Well, and I think that where you get into trouble, or we got into trouble, is you do have, the, I had, and I think Darlene had as well, just this fear of what does this mean? Are you ready? Like I said, how are you going to do this properly? And so it took us maybe, I don't know, a couple months of kind of working through that before. It didn't take us too long to say, uh, okay, we're ready. Okay. We're, we're going to do it. So we're as guys, ready as we're ever going to be. You really thought about it for a while. You really processed and said, should we, should we? It wasn't a should or shouldn't we. It was about timing. Okay. And so that, that discussion was a couple months, and then it was we're going to do it. Um, how, how did you, I mean, so this, you've had this decision, you know, five or four times really right. with the twins. Right. Um, how did, how did you guys come to this decision? Well, I know I just talked about fertility. So our story is a little bit different. Uh, I got married later too. I think I was 35. My wife is 30. We both come from large families. I'm from a family of six and so is she six children each, uh, right. or five siblings. Uh, so it seemed like a natural thing. I, I, I never gave it a lot of thought. I always knew I was going to have children, Probably for ego, I want more of me. Right. Um, and probably for, you know, whatever base genetic reasons of we need this. Right. Uh, we come from loud, big families, and so it seemed like a natural thing. Mm -hmm. When we met, we we're like, yeah, let's do this. And plus, it makes a deeper bond. You have something to do together, another reason to disagree, which is always awesome. <laughs> like, you're not doing it right. So we had our son, Charlie. We had, uh, we, uh, in my mind, we, we got married and my wife went off the pill and uh, it had been paid for by health care. <laughs> and so in my mind, I thought, oh, it'll probably take a year before, you know, I thought the, ba the, the body will take a year to clean out. Right. In my mind, we'll have that first year together and have a blast. We'll probably travel. Best laid plan. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. Within three months, we were pregnant. Yeah. Never thinking about it. Never trying. Never right. quote unquote trying. It just boom. Right. Three months less than the yeah, like. My goodness, yeah, two and a half months after we were married, we were pregnant. Yeah. So I thought, oh, wow, we're going to spend our first year of marriage, <coughs> pardon me, first year of marriage pregnant. I didn't know that. It's And that's a big change. Your first year of marriage is a big change anyway. Now throw in first year of marriage and pregnant. Yeah. She's having all these chemical changes in her body. It's like, right. wow, this is a lot. Well, you're, you're now immediately married to a different person. True. Yeah, it's true. I will tell this quick story. Uh, I know I don't know how we're on time, and we'll try and keep it tight. When my wife was pregnant with Charlie, she gained seventy pounds, and uh, she—I say this—she got so fat her nose was fat. Right. <laughs> and just for the for the uninitiated, I think the average is what maybe forty pounds. I don't know. I don't do research. I, I believe like so. Yeah. So she she nearly <laughs> doubled that. I would ma I would get up every morning and make her breakfast. Yeah. I made her two eggs and sausage. I think she got to eat healthy. She's got to get protein. She's got to, and then I would also make her a smoothie yeah. of yogurt and fruit. And then her weight kept going. The doctor said, so tell me about what you're eating. And I said, well, I popped up first. I'll answer what she's eating. <laughs> and I said, I do all this. She goes, you know that, that smoothie is all sugar, right? Yeah. Do you know that? That's where the weight gains comes. Like, oh, oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> 
So anyway, we had a perfect pregnancy. Everything went great until uh, about a month before we were supposed to have uh, give birth. My wife was spotting. This is not for the queasy. And so we went to the hospital, and they said, oh, okay, you're on bed rest now. So she had been working. She quit working. That night, she gets up in the middle of the night. She goes to the bathroom, and she thought she'd... Uh, uh, you know, had to had to pee, and it was much worse. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a huge pool of blood in right. the stool, so we rushed to the hospital. She had an emergency C-section. Charlie's out, boom, right away. Everything's great. Uh, I went over and took a picture of Charlie. I'm running back to the operating table, and I, this the, the surgeon, the gynecologist, had this look on her face, and I thought her look was uh, uh, she got caught. And right. I thought, are you stealing something? I swear to God, that's the the, <laughs> the thing that went through my brain. And it was much worse than that. Uh, my wife was bleeding to death because she had a rare thing called placenta accreta. I don't know if you know the story. No. Uh, and so they worked on her for three hours. Placenta wow. accreta means bla- usually the placenta grows up to the uterus and hedges a ride. And when the baby is born, it goes, hey, man, thanks. Right. I'm out of here. I yeah. got to cut. In placenta accreta, it grows into the uterus and says, hey, man, I'm, I'm sticking here. around. Why don't you come with me? Wow. So she's bleeding to death on the operating table for three and a half hours. And finally, the uh, the surgeon's like, we got to take your uterus to, to save your life, which I thought was a good idea because let's face it, I'm not going to raise that kid by myself. Right. Fellas. <laughs> fellas. Guys. Who's guys? Who's with me? So anyway. Next day, uh, they come to us and like, thank God you're alive, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, good news, uh, you're here. Right. And even better news, you can still have your own children because the ovaries are on the outside of the uterus and they left the ovaries. So what they did then, you talk about decisions to have kids. Uh, so a year after, my wife investigated surrogacy. Uh, and what happens is you go to an agency here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this is one way to do it. Right. You go to an agency, you pay them a fee, they match you with potential surrogates. You write your book of why uh, you're a good candidate or why right. you come to have a surrogate you know, yeah. decision in your life. And then the surrogates look at your book and they go, okay, we'll work with this couple. Right. So then you meet <laughs> at the agency. Then you have a date. You literally go out to eat yeah. somewhere. I think went to... Uh, uh, chilies and uh, I should get a coupon in the mail. And then uh, we said, okay, let's do it. And so uh, then you go through the process. My wife, we had to do fertility. Right. Uh, ours was a different reason. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, we had to tell eggs drop now. Right. Eggs drop now because there was no, 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 that wasn't, no. Yeah, we had to do fertility shots to increase the amount of, of eggs or something. And then come to the day that you go and you, you uh, harvest the eggs from her ovaries. And at the same time, I go to a room and harvest my business. Yes, my business. I'm harvesting <laughs> my business. And then there's a gal waiting on the other side of the door. So you give her the business and then they have the, uh, the eggs and the business and they put it all together. And that day we made 11 embryos. And from that, we used the first three. We transferred them to the surrogate. And boom, well, we got pregnant with our, uh, our daughter, Margo. Right. We had a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, Margo was born 10 months later. It's a 10-month gestation, folks, not nine. I don't know where that came from. Uh, it's 40 weeks. Right. Boom, Margo's born. I'm thinking, this is perfect. We have a boy and a girl. We're done. My wife goes, what are you talking about? We have eight embryos left because they freeze them. Yeah. So they froze those embryos. And it's expensive to go through surrogacy. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of money. So you talk about dis- having a decision to have a child. It does. It's not cavalier at my house. No, it's definitely not cavalier. So then uh, three years after Margaret was born, we decided to do it again. We thawed out the first group of embryos. There were four of them frozen together. We thawed them out, as will happen. They will either naturally keep um, growing and dividing, or they will fragment, as it's called. That would happen naturally in the womb right. anyway. So three were good. We transferred those into the next surrogate. <clears throat> 
Boom, we get pregnant. Then find out, wow, something's really high. Oh, we are having twins. Wow. So then we, though that was successful, we had uh, uh, boy-girl twins, Sergeant and Audrey. So at this point in my life, we have two boys and two girls. And folks, if you play cards, you know that's two pair. Right. right? If you're, uh, <laughs> I don't care if you play Texas Hold'em or just straight poker, you'd probably, you'd probably see, call, bet, raise on that. Right. And so we'd had four frozen embryos left, and my wife was thinking, we've got to, you know. So you raced. we got to see what to do with that. And I'm like, oh, what do you mean to do with that? We've got four. We had two boys and two. We're, we're done. Yeah. Walk away from the table. And she says, if those are babies, I'm thinking, really? They'll never know. They right. won't. But I thought to myself, I don't want to look. To, look, I'm going to be with my wife the rest of my life. And I didn't want to be looking at her 78-year-old eyes and see ghosts of unborn babies. Right. So for her, ba- for her birthday a couple years ago, I said, okay, let's, let's do it. Let's do the last one. We don't have any money now. Why should we ever? Uh, and so uh, we thought that the last group of four, they were, uh, there was only one viable embryo. Pop that in the surrogate. It's kind of like um, a toaster oven. You just pop, boom, and we had our daughter Eve. Wow. And that's, that's how it happened. I hope that didn't take too much time. But that, that's the story of how and why we yeah. had Yeah, no, that's a great because story. Because they were there. Now, I don't know what we would have done had we had 36 embryos. Right, right. But for my wife, it was, you know, a spiritual issue of, those are babies. We need to give them a chance. Yeah. For me, it was less of, of that. Uh, and if my kids ever listen to you, I mean, that's the truth. But I'm so glad we did. I'm so glad we went through all of them. So we don't have any embryos left. And that's why we have five kids. Because people go, five kids? Oh, my, my, my. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Let's break it. And we'll be right back. All right. You're listening to Love Dad. And today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. By now, you've heard a lot about Audible. But there are things that you may not know. Did you know that Audible has an A-list collection where you can hear celebrities like Dustin Hoffman, Samuel L. Jackson, and Anne Hathaway reading your favorite classics? Yes, I did know that. Did you? I'm a subscriber to Audible. I'm not joking. I'm impressed. Did you know that Audible audiobooks can also be played on your iPhone, Android, Kindle Fire, Windows Phone, and on over 500 MP3 players? I did not know that. I'm surprised by the number 500. Yeah, I, I just so you know, anytime it comes up in conversation, I'm surprised by the number 500. Continue. I think it, it might be an approximation. Did you know that Audible has a huge selection of children's books? Ding, ding, ding. All the way from Dr. Seuss to the Hunger Games. Perfect for rides to school, long road trips, and anywhere else you would like to read a I book. Did, I did not know that, and that's a great idea. I mean, personally, I'm doing a lot of song stuff with my daughter, but I'm trying to, to do more of the book stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I think that'll work for me. Uh, and most importantly, did you know that you can get a free audio book and a 30-day free trial by visiting audiblepodcast.com forward slash dad? Once again, that is audiblepodcast.com forward slash dad. Get the free book. Do the free trial. Enjoy the time you have with your kids and help support our show. Now that you know all that, please visit Audible. Thanks for listening to our first episode of Love Dad. If you like what we're talking about, please go on to Facebook and check out the page that we have there. Leave comments, questions, suggestions, jokes. Um, we'll be happy to interact with you there. Also, going to iTunes and leaving a review uh, and ranking us helps a lot. It improves the way we're listed on the site, and hopefully more dads will find the show. Also, make sure you comment on the forums at Earwolf.com where you can interact with us and other dads and hopefully get a little bit more out of the community that we're trying to build. And also, Amazon affiliate links. You can go to the show page on Earwolf.com. And anything you buy, you click on that link. It doesn't cost you a penny, and it helps support the show. And uh, Dave and I, right, Dave, we appreciate that. We appreciate it. 
Uh, and if you want to leave us a voicemail that we may play on the air asking us a question or telling us a story, you can call DAD, D-A-D, 391-3542, or alternatively, send us an email at lovedad at earwolf.com. All coveted links. Back to the show. And we're back. You're listening to Love Dad with Dave and Jeff. And we just heard a really amazing, inspiring story from Dave about uh, why they decided to have kids and then the process that you guys went through, which yeah, is very was, unique yeah. and uh, intensive. Yeah, it's a further decision. It's not just wise. Like, well, there's the two whys, right? They were there because they were there. Well, you guys were found yourselves in a scenario where after you made the original decision, mm -hmm. then the results of that having all these embryos then were it was a significant informant of then the continuing decision. Right. Whereas that's probably not something that most people go through. Yes. It's much more elective. Every single child Every <laughs> becomes single. its own answer. Here's the amazing part of those kids. The last four children were all conceived on the same day. Yeah, that's crazy. They're all conceived right. on the same day. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild. And born through the next 10 years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so I think that's a good start, right? Yeah. Uh, of understanding why we had kids. And, you know, I, one thing that I think is kind of going to be a general thread for me is being very honest about my fears mm -hmm. about all of this stuff. That's good. Because um, I don't think a lot of people are. They don't give enough thought to it. Well, it's important because if you can't identify what you're afraid of, then you can't kind of uh, deconstruct it or, or yep. tear down the myth and, and address it. I agree with it. you. If you. You must look at your pain to, to conquer it. Absolutely. A lot of people don't even want to deal with deal it. Deal with it, right. But you have to deal with it. And yeah. the, the closer you can get to uh, identifying it, to defining it, then you can deal with it even better. And I think, so what I want to share um, as kind of the, a wrap up to this idea of why do we have kids is just a, a fear that I had prior to mm -hmm. really pulling the trigger, which was that I was too Metaphor. selfish. Metaphor. Again. Yeah. Bing bong. <laughs> that I was too selfish sure. to be a good dad. Mm -hmm. um, that I didn't want to give up my time at work. I didn't want to give up my alone time. I didn't want to give up our travel. I didn't want to give up my relationship with my wife. I didn't want to be at someone else's beck and call. Um not even knowing what it meant, right. just knowing that I was afraid of it. Uh, and to be honest, sitting here right now today, I still don't know what it was that I was able to do to remove that. Huh. I, I, to be honest, I don't even know if I removed it so much as was like, well, I, I understand that this is a thing, mm -hmm. but I'm going to have to not let it get in my way. Kind of like, let's throw that lizard brain stuff away because mm -hmm. I really do want to start a family. Um, well, I think you just said it. You really do want to start a family. Uh, it's a family. Right. It makes you a clan. Absolutely. You belong to something greater than yourself. Maybe that's it. I know it sounds corny, folks, but we're trying to figure it out. We are trying guys, to figure it out. Fellas, this is, guys, this is just a conversation. Let's have it, right? Absolutely. But I think there's something to I want a family. And it does go beyond ego. You have something that you belong to. Now, a lot of people, once they're in that family... No one, no longer want to belong to it. <laughs> Maybe the ego is that you think you can improve on what had happened to you. Right? Yeah. Well, that's something we should definitely. I'll uh, do it better. Get get into. Yes, we will. Um. All right. So we're gonna end with my tool of the week. All right. Uh, this will be something where I try and share uh, something that will theoretically help you be a better dad. All right. Um. 
I know that this is something that helps me. And uh, speaking of fear, I was a little worried. This is a little too cheesy, a little too new agey, but I'm going to go through it anyways. Um, a Folks, gratitude right now, list. right now, sorry, right now, he is going to embrace his, he's going to take on his fear. I am. I'm taking right. on my fear right here, now. Here it happens. Boom. Gratitude list. Uh, one of the things that I think gets really easy to do, especially with kids, is forgetting about the good stuff, forgetting about what's really important, and always be focusing on how to improve what's wrong or making things better for the future and not living in the moment. Uh, and one, I, I went to a shrink five times, maybe like a year ago. Mm. I, I haven't been in, in one day. <laughs> no, uh, close though. Ding dong. Uh, and and the again. one thing I took from it was the, he suggested that I start a gratitude list. And essentially, what it is is very simple: is every night or or whenever, but yep. usually I do it at night. You'll just write down five things from that day. That you're grateful for. Yep. Um, they can be big. They can be small. For me, it works to do both because personally, I'm not really great at, at identifying the small things. Mm -hmm. So I really do a good job of trying to remember that stuff. Um, and, and it just kind of helps you realize what's important yep. and not uh, get so tangled up in things that maybe are out of your control and or that are not that are not positive in your life. So I am going to start by giving my list of five things mm -hmm. for today. And then I'm going to ask that you and I right. post on the Earwolf forums right. every day for one week. Oh, boy. Our gratitude list of five things, and we encourage all the listeners to get involved, even if you don't post it on the forums, although we hope you do. Uh, hopefully you do it on your own. Sounds like homework. It is homework. All right. You shouldn't it's, have said that. Now no one's going to do it. Well, I'm, I'm voicing what they think, too. <laughs> and guess what? It's grateful homework. It like, is you great. know what? It's easier than you think, folks. You don't have to rack your brain. It's the first five things that crop up. You Absolutely. You spit them out. So here's my list. Uh, right. You actually wrote these down. I wrote these down. Um, number one thing on my list is my daughter's health. Uh, when you're when you're pregnant and then during delivery and right after delivery, you're very, very focused on is the baby healthy? What's going on with the baby's health? Is she okay? And it didn't take me long to take that for granted. Mm -hmm. um, she was healthy. Right. I felt lucky. And I moved on with my life of trying to raise her and, and run a business. And <clears throat> when I sat down, I thought about it. And that is something that I want to be grateful for much more consistently than I am. Because that could change mm -hmm. at, at any time. But mm -hmm. right now, she's happy and healthy. Um, I'm happy that my wife is working today. Um, again, going back to the financial situation, it's great that uh, you know she's employed and working on a great job. Chipping away at the 52K. Exactly. Helping pay the bills so that I can run my business and not worry about not, not making enough money. Um, I'm very fortunate and grateful for Earwolf. It's a great place to work. I love what we do here. And I really do feel fortunate that we can just decide to do a show like this and come in and do it. Mm -hmm. um, which leads me to number four, which is Dave. I'm grateful for you for hey. agreeing to do this show. Uh, you have a lot of experience. You're really fun. You're opinionated in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, I really am fortunate to have access to, to, to invite you and then have you say yes is, is something I'm grateful for. And number five, shout out to Rufus Valencia and Robin Erlin in Edwardsville, Illinois. Uh, friends of mine who just always make me smile. And sometimes it's easy to forget how much that matters. So there you have it. That's very nice. There is my gratitude list. I encourage you to check out uh, future ones this week from Dave and I on the forums and, and submit your own. All right. Uh, do I do mine now? 
You can do yours. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to do these because uh, I've I've heard you know I've I've read a lot of books. I uh, I'm an actor, so of course I'm into self help, uh, which is probably half the reason most people are actors. <laughs> but uh, I just off the cuff, five things, easy things. I have a car. I'm grateful. I have a car. Right. I have food in my refrigerator. I'm grateful yeah. for that. I have a, a wife that I adore. Uh, I have children that I am so fortunate to live with. Uh, is that three or four? That's three. That's three? I'll give you ten. I am grateful <laughs> to live in Los Angeles. Folks, it's another beautiful sunny day here. Uh, people it like is. to bag on L.A. You're crazy. This is a great, fun town. It's only gorgeous every single day. Right. We it's pray true. for rain. Like, yeah, rain would be a nice change. It would change. be great. I love it. Isn't it boring? No, it's not boring. No. When I see another... Gr- I, I love getting up and going, you know what? I appreciate this beautiful day. Uh, and the fifth one, I'm going to say, I'm grateful that I had a nice fat steak with my buddy Eric Zicklin last night. Uh, we had a steak and a three-hour chat. And I, wow. we haven't seen each other for almost two years. And uh, he's a deep, deep uh, friend of mine, a great friend of mine. So we got to just chew the fat, literally. <laughs> Can I say I had a steak at Morton's? Maybe they'll send me a coupon. Uh, they're in Burbank. And we had some fun. Well, that's I, I could go on all day long. I'm grateful for this chair. Well, thank you to Morton's and Eric. I'm grateful for Brett. It thank is Brett, you, right? Thank you. Our thank engineer. Thank you, Brett, for engineering the show. And uh, we, uh, we hope you come back next week, and we're going to tackle a challenge that came up for us and discuss how we handled it, what we could have done better, and what we'll do next time. So, Dave, this is our first episode. You know how it works. It came out as an Earwolf Presents. Yes. And uh, we have our own show page and our own feed on Earwolf.com You're and You're talking on about iTunes. the Love Dad? The Love Dad. Podcast? Podcast, yeah, yes. Very hot. So if you're listening to this now on Earwolf Presents and you enjoy it, we ask you to go to Earwolf.com or iTunes and click subscribe so that next week, episode two, you will not miss a beat. You just made it easy. It is easy. It's that easy. It's that easy. Why wouldn't I do that? I don't know why you wouldn't do I'm it. I'm going to. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, this is Love Dad. Bye, kids. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead. This is Tony Rodriguez. This is Carlos Santos. This is Riza Licea. And this is Oscar Montoya. When our powers combine, we are Spanish Aquí Presents. We have a brand new podcast here on Earwolf, bringing you the best of the best of lo mejor of the Latinx comedy. Join us every Tuesday as we chat about what's going on in our lives, Latinx culture, and ¿qué es lo que? Lo que no está picando. Lo que te pica. Don't worry, we'll tell you what that means if you listen. We'll also be joined by a new guest every single week. We'll get to know a little bit more about their lives. Every single week. Uh-huh. And then we'll make them sit back and watch us improvise their lives right back to them. Improvisation. <laughs> Spanish Aki Presents premieres July 16th. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. O donde sea. Spanish Aki Presents.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.